0: You are about to listen to Pastor Tunji ladimiji the pastor in charge of ccg The Royal Courts. Listen and be blessed. Give him adoration. Just exalt his holy name. Worship him. In the beauty of his holiness. Thank him for what he already has started to do. For everything that he has said to you, even already today. And just. Thank him for what he's about to say to you and I, again and again and again. Jesus, we give you praise. Jesus, we give you praise. Glory be to your name forever. In Jesus' mighty name we we'll pray. Father, thank you because you are our helper, your strength. In you we live, we move, we have our being. And indeed, thank you for today in our life. Lord, as we go through your word again the second time, we ask that you will speak to us. The Bible says, once have God spoken, and twice have we heard that all power belongs to God. The impact of your power, let it be felt in all our lives. By your word, illuminate our mind. Let there be transformation, and let your name alone be glorified. By the time today is over, let there be no area of our life that is outside of the mercy of God. Amen. We give you praise, our Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we're prayed. Amen. Someone who knows the Lord is already doing awesome things and or our life, let me hear a shout, Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for yourself. <laughs> and tell your neighbor, neighbor, you have done well. But tell your neighbor, neighbor, I want you to get a little bit more serious. If you are not writing, I need you to write. Because a day like this comes once in a while. And so you don't want to miss what God has planned for you. As I say, tell your neighbor, neighbor, you don't want to miss what God has planned for you. So write. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Femi. God bless you. God bless you. That was a wild time, in Jesus' name. Um, Let me stand in very quickly for... um, My wife should be talking now, but I'm I'm here. She's held up in another... Some Anglican church, you know, where she has been invited about three months ago to come speak to them today. Genesis chapter 26... And I'm talking about blessed beyond envy, so above envy, Genesis 26. I want to read from verse 12. So what transpired from the beginning of that Genesis was that Isaac wanted to go because there was famine. And God said to Isaac, stay in this land and I will bless you. And so I read from verse 12. And along the line, after God said, stay, he moved to Gera and he saw his wife. He had the same lying problem of his father. His father lied about the wife when they got to the same place. Because at age 90, Sarah was still very pretty, that someone wanted to take Abraham's wife. So Abraham had to lie. Now, Isaac had the same problem. When he got to the same place uh, for his fear, he also asked his wife to lie, that they are siblings, and the wife did the same thing. Now, but Abimelech, understanding what happened the previous time, how his father got into trouble because he took somebody's wife, was quick to put Isaac and his wife under observation. And the Bible said, while he looked at them, he saw them spotting. And he said, no, don't let us make the same error. The last time my father took his father's wife, we got afflicted. So he watched. And when he saw that they are not siblings, but husband and wife, he called Isaac, chastised Isaac, and told everybody in his community, don't touch this man's wife. So that the problem that my father had does not come upon you. So that's the first counsel I want to give to everyone, even before we read. That every time you go after what God has not given to you, you put yourself at risk of losing what God is planning to give to you. So look at your neighbor and say, what God has not given to you, don't touch. Look at someone else and say, what God has not given to you, don't touch. Alright, from verse 12, and Isaac sold in that land. And found in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great, and grew, and more, until he became very great. And he had possessions of flocks, and possessions of earth, and a great household. And the Philistines envied him. Now all the wells which his father, <coughs> which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abram, his father the philistines had stopped and filled with the earth and abimelech said unto isaac go now from us for thou art much mightier than we and isaac departed thence and encamped in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there and isaac dug yet another well of water which they had digged in the days of abraham his father for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names. After the name which his father had called them. And Isaac's father, Isaac's servant, dug in that valley. And found there was a well of springing water. And the earthmen of Gerah strove with Isaac's headmen, Saying, the water is ours. And he called the name of the place Essek. Because they contended with him. So Essek means contention. And he dug yet another well, and he strove for that one also, and he called the name of the place Sitnak. And he moved from thence, and dug yet another well, for that day strove not, and he called the name of the place Rehoboth. And he said, for now, the Lord had made the room for us, and we shall be fruitful in this land. Verse 23. And he went up from there to Beersheba. And the Lord appeared unto him that same night and said, I am the Lord God of thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and I will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. And he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord Jehovah and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servant dug a well. Then Abimelech went from Gerah and Ahuza, his friend, and Phicol, the captain of his host. And Isaac said unto them, Wherefore are ye come unto me, seeing that ye ate me, and have sent me away? And they said, We saw plainly that the Lord was with thee. And we said, Let there now be an oath, a covenant between us. Even between us and thee. And let us make a covenant with thee. That thou will do us no harm. As we have not touched thee. And we have done unto thee nothing but good. And have sent thee away in peace. Thou art now the blessed of the Lord. And he made them a feast. And they did eat and drink. And they rose up before time in the morning. And swore one to another. And Isaac sent them away. And they departed from him in peace. And it came to pass in that day, same day that Isaac's servant came and told him concerning the well which they were digging and they sent unto to him where found water and he called it Sheba. Therefore, the name of the city is Beersheba until this day. Now, a man whose life will be meaningful, a man who will make impact, in a generation like we live in a man who will fulfill his role in the agenda of God number one must be a man that is led by God the Bible says that the proof of our sonship the proof of our relationship with God is the leading of God Romans 18 and 14 or Romans 8 rather and 14 as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god and the fact that you are led by god does not mean that you will not have opposition the fact that you are led by god does not mean that people will fight you the fact that you are led by god does not mean that people and even the devil will allow you to rest if you look at it from the beginning of time The devil made up his mind that everything that has to do with God, he will fight. That was the reason why he did everything that was possible to drive away the first Adam from the garden. Because he hates God. Because he said to himself, wherever I find God, I will show myself. Wherever I find God, I will try to be like him. Wherever I find God, I will try to create something that is better than that of God. And there is no group of people that the devil go against the more in the time that we live in like a man or a woman who is under divine covenant for productivity, who is under divine covenant to occupy, who is under divine covenant to do well in life. But because we are his ambassador, we cannot but do well. If we look at this story that we read, Pastor Amino mentioned earlier that Abraham trained Isaac. And in training Isaac, what Isaac saw his father, Abraham did. Isaac also did. Now, except for the last well, all the well that Isaac went to redig, they were the well that was first dug by his father, Abraham. And that means that for parents who do not lead their children appropriately, there's problem waiting in the future. Now, children are more copycats. They do more what they see you do than what they see you say. So, when you live your life in such a way that your children can take a cue from that, then you make it easy for your children to become better now isaac like his father escaped he also tried to escape when there was confusion but thank god for the leading of divine voice in the place of divine voice god told him your prosperity is here and trust me children of god in every place where god says your prosperity is that's where your prosperity is. In fact, someone defined God as Jehovah El Shaddai. And the person was trying to explain that word, El Shaddai. And some people say it's the all breasted one. Some people say it's God that is more than sufficient. But others went ahead to say that name means if there's something that you desire that is not in existence, by the ability and the capacity of the Almighty, He brings it into creation. Because God creates. And that's why you see over people's life. There are times when people look in a different shape and God calls them something, they look at themselves as being inadequate for what God is calling them. But it does not matter maybe you look at it or you don't look like it, what God calls you is what you are. And so it also means that you and I will now need to pay personal attention to what God is saying about us. So I want you to let me ask your neighbor, what is God saying about you? Can you ask like you mean you say, what is God saying about you? All right. So it is one thing for God to say. Pastor Femi says you can hear and rejoice. But it is in doing that you get the Jews. But for you to do, there are some things that are critical. Number one is that you must take risk. You must take what risk i'll come back to that risk very briefly because no risk taker no one who does not take a risk can experience the joy of victory and when we talk about risk we talk about a situation involving exposure to danger or loss in other words you can potentially lose something but until you try it you don't know what is possible. Someone said to me a long time ago, he said, nothing will ever be attempted in life if all possible obstacles must first be removed. Now, the challenge why a lot of people don't take risks is that they want to see everything in proper shape before they take the risk. I read an article, I I guess that was on Friday, and the article was speaking to a, a senior reporter or a senior pressman, about a time when Dangote turned 55, that they were seated in a place. Dangote had called a few of his friends, and then they were having lunch, and over lunch, they were talking about the myriads of problem that was in Nigeria. And after discussing the problem, someone touched the beats on refineries. And then the reporter said anybody who decides to go into a refinery in Nigeria must be a fool. Because You will lose your money even before you start. And started listing everything that will not make that refinery to work. And Dangote kept quiet and listening to all of the conversation. And when the fellow was done, big man, Dangote said, I've decided to go into refinery. But only this time around, I'm doing it in a bigger way. And that's why at times silence is golden, Because your silence cannot be misquoted. Even the Bible says that a foolish man, when he keeps quiet, he looks like a wise man. So, there are times when, you know, you take strength from the conversation, from the narrative of other people. There are times when you keep quiet to see opinions here, and opinions here, and opinions here, and you take those opinions into one, and it helps you to make a decisive decision. Trust me, child of God, what you don't attempt, you cannot experience. And who says that you will fail when you have not tried? Now, the major theme of this program is occupied telecom, and of course, if we talk about occupation telecoms, what we're saying is that the owner of the business is delegating his authority to you and I, is bestowing upon you the power of representation. He's saying, manage my kingdom until I return. And trust me, child of God, if God is the one we're talking about here, he cannot ask you to manage what is not willing to support. He cannot ask you to manage what he's not willing to provide for. Now, if you understand a bit about that power of delegation, it makes you who? An ambassador. And when we talk about an ambassador, we're talking about the person who sits or who is equated with the status of the president or the leader of another country in another country. And when you talk about ambassadors, ambassadors don't use their own bill. It is the home country that pays their bill. It is the home country that gives the personal support structure. And even in cases when ambassadors misbehave, the country that is hosting them cannot punish them. What you see is that they declare them as personal non grata and then they send them back to the country. In other words, for every one of us who have been instructed to represent God to stand until he comes. Our judgment also comes from the home country. As to what he has given to us. And if our reward or judgment will come from him, then faithfulness is a requirement. Faithfulness is what? A requirement. If you read Proverbs 13 and verse 17, it says a wicked messenger falls into what we call mischief. But a faithful ambassador is held to the home country. is held to the one who sends him. And so in the name of Jesus Christ, my prayer for you is that from today, you'll be faithful to the call. Amen. I say you'll be faithful to the call. Amen. In the name of Jesus, you'll be faithful to the call. Amen. So very quickly before we look at about five risks that is worth taking. What are the qualifications? What are the things that is expected of someone who is an ambassador? Who is a representative of the Almighty God? Number one, we we'll talk about loyalty. A good ambassador is loyal, is trustworthy. And this was the story of Isaac. He was loyal not only to God, he was loyal to his father. He was loyal to the call and the blessing and the pronouncement of God upon his life. When God told him, Dwell in this land, I will bless you. He did not dwell and fold his hand there are many people that have received prophecies of God upon their life and while they are waiting for the prophecy to manifest what do they do they fold their hand they say there's a prophecy that has been spoken about me all will be well maybe I do something maybe I don't do anything all will be well but that's not the way it works Pastor nobody once told us a story and what was the story it was the story of some two friends you so know back in those days when parents want to know what happened or what is the future of their children they go to DBS, they go to you know some kind of abelis see us and they simply tell us these two people are friends what does their future hold and the abelis looks and he said oh this one no matter what he tries in life he will fail but this one this one will become big and he'll become a king Now the one who they told will become a king, went back and folded his hand. He crossed his leg and said, maybe I walk or not. It has been prophesied. I will become a king. And then he folded, not doing anything. But the one that they told will not amount to anything, told himself, I would rather die trying. So he went trying, doing everything that was possible. And over a period of time, the one who they told will become nothing went into a forest he started farming and his farming started prospering and as he's prospering he became a mighty nation and as he became a mighty nation it was just a matter of time there was farming in the country where he lived. and while they were looking for food people went into that place and they were buying food and his friend who they told will become something big folded his leg became poor and it was just a matter of time that one that they thought would become big went to the farm Of the one that they thought will amount to nothing and stole. And when they gathered him together with all other criminals, they brought him forward. In the morning, when the man came, he said, Who are the people who are stolen? He was looking around. And so I said, You? But I thought they told you that you are the one who will become. So when you try, when you make attempts, when God can trust you, you will become something great. So ask your neighbor. Are you loyal to God? Can God trust you with His resources? Because it is only a man that God can trust that God released Number two, you must be a mediator and a negotiator, because ambassador deal with different kind of issues. They deal with different kind of undercurrent. They deal with different kind of problem. I don't know if you saw recently, Anthony Blinken said something, uh, congratulating the president elect, and everybody went gaga now it was not Joe Biden who spoke but that Anthony Blinken said something it is assumed that he spoke the mind of the Americans and people attacked him and people attacked Joe Biden even chairman Adiche, you know as soon as Blinken said that he went he wrote a petition and went to Joe Biden to say "Oga, what are you saying we expect that you know better in other words this one because he will speak this one because he will act this one because whatever thing he does is represented or is seen as being done by the own country that fellow must be a mediator and a negotiator now because we represent the kingdom of god a lot of times when we do things wrong what do you hear people say i've heard it before They say you call yourself a christian have you ever had anyone when someone has done something wrong asking i you call yourself a muslim have you had that before the only thing you hear is you call yourself a Christian why because even though they don't agree with the idea of Christianity almost everybody knows what it means to be a Christian in the real sense so because we represent God in the face of the people that we meet on a daily basis there are things that we need to do number three we need to enjoy cultural diversity we need to we, we 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 cannot be above the people who host us but what do we do we blend with them not necessarily taking on their culture because until you are able to show to them the language the outlook of the kingdom they don't follow you there are people who follow you because you serve God. There are people who study you. They see that you are hardworking. They see that you are a eye flyer. They see that your word or the word of God from your mouth, their word of grace. Even when you are in your organization, they see that there is something that is different about this fellow. And because of that, they follow you. Number four, they are effective communicator. They communicate well. Because our, uh, do you want to share the gospel of the kingdom? how well do you want to tell people about God and what you represent except you communicate well. I I shared something that looked like a joke. Sometimes it was not a joke. It was a reality. I was in a bus coming from Issa Langwa. So we boarded a bus from Abba coming into Lagos. And then um, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit said to me, should you preach? I said, why? In This luxurious bus. How do I preach? I don't want to preach. Remember there was a young chap with me. His name is Timothy. Now, I wanted to do what Paul was doing to Timothy. You know, Paul and Timothy, you know. So, I said to Timothy in the bus, I said, Timothy, have you preached in the bus? Now, it was me that God told to preach. I said, Timothy, have you preached in the bus before? Timothy said, "Uh, I'm not, so I can't do it. I said, do it. So, while the two of us were at it, another person in the bus stood up and said, I greet everybody in this bus in the mighty name of fantastic message the man preached. But by the time he got halfway into the message, the devil will lead his way. Look at your neighbor and say, the devil will now will lay your way. Yes. Say it like you mean. He said, neighbor, I pray for you. Yes. The devil will now will lay your way. Yes. Fantastic message. But the devil will lead him. He just turned around and said, if you're in this bus, you wear trousers, you're, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. I just a show." Sure. Before you know what's happening, someone stood up in the bus and started fighting. I said, is that what Jesus told? Shut up, your mother. Come and see confusion in the bus. The Holy Spirit came to me and said, You see, see the confusion that you caused. And right there I said, I was begging God, have mercy on me. I'm sorry. And then the conductor stood up and said, Let nobody preach in this bus again. Stop now. Don't preach, no nothing. I, at that point, I stood up. I said, Conductor, sorry. You give me one. He said, No, 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 no. I said, Conductor, calm down. Let me just. And was as if the Holy Spirit took over. And then God helped me. I wasn't even a pastor. I don't know what i said but by the time i was done people were crying people gave their life to christ by the time we got to Umunede, the bus stopped everybody flocked around me. i said so there is a real pastor like you in the bus and you are allowing that fake one to preach now i was not even a pastor but in doing everything for god you need to communicate like god and, and it's not today's time Even from the time of the Bible, there are people whose communication have misrepresented God. God said to Jonah, tell the people of Nineveh, 40 days. And he went. He said, 40 days. God said, I should tell you, you will not be anymore. but God said, their sin have reached high heavens to him. God was more interested in them being returned. God was more interested in them being turned back to him. And if you look at the life of Isaac, people knew there was something about him. They didn't understand him, so they, they fought him. They didn't understand him, so they envied him. They didn't understand him, so everywhere he tries to move to, they block him. But guess what? Because the call or the mandate that Isaac was operating by is a mandate that came directly from God, it cannot be opposed by man. And that's why I want you to know that does not matter what level of opposition you're going through or experiencing right now, if your mandate, if your calling, If your blessing is orchestrated or declared by God, no one can stop you. Look at your neighbor and say, no one can stop you. Look at someone else and say, neighbor, are you aware that you are unstoppable? Say, neighbor, do you know with God on your side, you are about to share your testimony. Say, so neighbor, don't give up. Say, neighbor, don't give up. Not minding the risk don't give up very quickly as a wind down god himself is a risk taker he took a risk with us and isaac took risk he dug the first they contended with him in fact it was his first problem was the problem of rejection and honestly that is the bigger problem of everyone that asked the blessing or the call or the mandate of God for prosperity or productivity upon their life rejection was I, Joseph not rejected Joseph was rejected even by his own brother was David not rejected on the day that they mattered the most in their family life the national priest came to their house and they didn't even remember they have a son called David if it was not by the mercy and the divination of God upon the life of someone, he would have anointed the wrong person. He, he, he saw Eliab, he saw Abinadab, he wondered, God said, don't let the spirit of error come to play. This is not the one. And the seven passed by, and not one was chosen. It was at that point that the father started asking, is, there, is this all your son? He said, there is yet one. He said, call him, for we will not sit until he comes. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, in every place where a place has been prepared for you, the hand of the Lord that called you will take you there. So not minding the contention, you will sit on that seat if you don't stop. Joseph was hated by his brothers. They, they, They call him the dreamer. You can imagine his father sending him to take food to go and give to his brother if you see your youngest brother coming to look for you sir what will your attitude be hey how are you how are you doing how's daddy how's mommy but as his brother saw him he said what are you doing here what kind of hatred is that what are you doing here I know the wickedness that is inside of your heart is that you only came to spy on what is happening here who did you leave the small goats that are up to and the guy said what have I done to you now and the Bible said "He turned into another direction So when they resist you here, turn in another direction. See, trust me, child of God, everywhere is home and land and prosperity is available. Every place where God declares prosperity is. They blocked him here. He moved another way. Dug another well. They came and blocked that other well. He dug another one. He did not stop. Even when he got to his railboat, you would have expected that he would sit down and he would not do anything anymore. But the Bible said he still dug another one and the people who drove him away, and they saw that in spite of, do you know, child of God, that I discover, by the inspiration of the Spirit, that the headsmen of Gerah, they were not just resisting Isaac. It was the man Abimelech who told them what to do. Let us frustrate this guy until we see him submit. They were frustrating him, frustrating him, frustrating him. But in spite of the frustration, they came to bow. Can I tell you child of God that before this year is over everyone that the devil has sent deliberately to 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 mess up the glory of God to make it look like the prophecy of God over your life is a lie they will come and bow before you yeah why because if it is from god he cannot stop he said i'm the one who declares the end from the beginning and the things that are yet to be from ancient time saying my counsel will stand and i will do my good pleasure nobody can resist god and god does not send you on an assignment that is not willing to back you with and when they got to a point and they saw that this guy in spite of everything we did for him is still prospering They came and said, let us become friends. And why did they say, let's become friends? Because they recognized that if the enemy comes, in international relationship or strategic studies or the study of war, the enemy of my enemy is my what? My friend. They have made themselves the enemies of Isaac. And if the enemy comes and becomes their friend, they are doomed. So they told themselves, let's eat the humble pie. And become Isaac's friend touch yourself say me under the instruction of the Almighty God I am too big to be resisted I am too blessed to be envied every resistance that is created around my life because of the hand of God upon my life I am surmounting them I am overcoming them and by the time this month is over everyone who the devil has set up against my life, they will come and bow before me. If you believe that, say amen. Two identities of risk takers. Number one, they take risk based on their identity in God. Do you know who you are? If you know that what you are chasing is not your own dream, but it's a God-given dream, and if it's a God-given dream, people will resist it because the dream will be bigger than what people can understand. They will just look at you and say, "But boy, you don't a This guy just..." That's why people don't understand Christians. They feel that Christians are arrogant people. They feel that we just mouth things. They feel that we just talk, but we don't talk on the basis of what we see. We talk on the basis of what we hear. We talk on the basis of who we know is supporting us. Romans eight and thirty-one: If God be for you. Who can be against you nobody can stand against you when god is for you so if you recognize that your identity is in god then you know that nobody can stop you number two even though your identity is in god it is calculated it is calculated if you look at matthew chapter 14 verse 22 and 23 i love that scripture very well it's the story of a man who took risk his name peter Jesus was in a boat, or Jesus told them, go to the other side. And they have gone to the other side. And the Bible said Jesus was walking on the water, coming to meet them. And if you hear people say they see ghosts in this generation, nobody today matters. they've been seeing ghosts even in Bible time. And they say it's a ghost that is coming. And the Bible said they became afraid. At the presence of Jesus, there was wind everywhere. They became afraid. And Peter looked and was shouting, if jesus had been here this jesus said no i'm here i'm here i'm here tell someone jesus is here jesus is with you and so jesus said it is i and peter said really if it is you tell me to come peter did not think twice he stepped out of the boat. brethren until you step out of the boat you will never walk on the water you can imagine peter standing there and say jesus i should come jesus i should come jesus i should come but jesus said come and he stepped out and which leads to the very next and this where i close because a man who will step down even in the face of what is uncertain is a man who is a man of faith peter was a man of faith isaac was a man of faith there was farming it was a difficult time but god said plant in this land and he planted in that land And guess what? His prosperity was premised on what God told him. Who told him that it was possible to prosper by irrigation? He prospered by irrigation. His father did irrigation farming. And what you see people do today, in the place where there's no water, it was Abraham and Isaac that first did it. That's what the Bible told us. So what they did, people are copying from. And the Bible said God prospered him. How did God do that? Do you plant corn and you reap cow? It's not possible. Do you plant corn and you reap gold? The Bible said when he planted in that land, it was only his land that germinated at Abba. A land that God is watching. How will he not prosper? If the eyes of the Lord is upon your life, how will he not prosper? If the eyes of God is upon your home, how will your home not prosper? If they frustrate you, Pastor, Deboye again. Again, i quote him. He mentors us. He's our leader. He said one time to us at a minister's conference he said if God told him now that she leave everything that's happening at that kilometer 48 and should move to Sokoto he said he will relocate he will only ask God eh, to give him five days why five days? I said the welcome sir he will ask God to give him five days why five days? he said because he knows that his wife may want to pack some extra but he will just move on without thinking twice. Why? Because he knows that what God created at Kilometer 46, God will recreate in canum. That's why everywhere you are positioned as a child of God, you will prosper. So from today, in the name of Jesus, you will not fail anymore. Amen. Under the banner of the Almighty, you will not fail anymore. Amen. Every voice of envy, every voice of jealousy that is contending with the grace of God, contending with the glory of God over your life, before this month is over, they shall be silenced. In fact, before today is over, God will create events in your life that will lead to the biggest celebration of your life. Rise upon your feet. Two prayers. Number one, ask God to remove fear from you. Because fear is not from God. Fear is not for a child of God. They don't go together. If you are truly a child of God and you carry God on your inside, then you will have what God has. I want you to tell the Almighty God, everything that represents fear in my life, that represents fear, to the calling, to your calling in my life. Father, it is time that you silence them. It's time that you silence them. It's time that you deal with them. Deal with every fear. Deal with every timidity. The Bible said, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear as torment. Fear as bondage. But he's given us the spirit of courage, of power, and of sound mind. You cannot be afraid and have sound mind tell him lord everything that is tampering with my mind everything that is messing with my mind over my marriage over my career over my academics over my children over all of your gifts in my life because the bible says the blessings of the lord it maketh it rich and it does not add sorrow if i received it from god it cannot make me afraid if i receive it from god it cannot put me in fear if i receive it from god the devil cannot lay his hand on it And so then tell the Almighty God, in any way that the devil has laid his hand by raising up people against the vision of God for my life, Father, it is time that you assert your place. Dismantle every machinery of the enemy against my life and destiny. Dismantle them. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. The second prayer you pray. And I want you to pray from the depth of your heart. Because if God answers that prayer. Even before today is over. You will start seeing the results. Say father breathe on my space. Breathe on my space. Breathe on my life. Breathe on my space. You are the one who called me. You are the one who blessed me. You are the ones who instructed me. Father, breathe on me, breathe on my space, breathe on my space, breathe on my space, and your space can be your academics, your space can be your business, your space can be your marriage, your space can be your career. Father, breathe on my space. Thank you, precious God. In Jesus mighty name we're prayed amen